is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. We're going to talk or attempt to talk pop culture today. Um, and you're well, not pop culture, me. Chris. Yeah. I, I really want to talk Wednesday Adams. And I, my goal is that by the end of our conversation, you feel like a hunger for the word of Wednesday Adams. <laughs> okay. I am along for this ride. We're, we're going to find out what this is all about. So the setup, right, is right. I have not seen Wednesday Adams. I know that it exists. I know that it is a no. show. Okay, pause, Chris. You are giving yes. yourself way too much credit. You haven't not just seen Wednesday Adams. The entire world is doing this dance from Wednesday Adams. There's been ice skaters doing it. It's been on like every TV show. It's all over TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. Like there are little tribes of tiny, tiny little people that are doing this, this dance. You haven't even seen any of that. Nope. <laughs> I really haven't. And I, like, and, and, and I and I think that's good because you are a sort of blank canvas yes. for my Wednesday advocacy. Yes. And and I'm prepared, right? Like we're gonna see what lessons that we can we can kind of draw from this. So the struggle is for me, right? And and I think that I can sort of broad brush this that it's maybe a struggle for um folks that lead youth ministries as well, is that there is a, right. a ton of stuff out there, right? And right. um this particular example that you're bringing up that I seriously have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> except for I know who Wednesday Adams is. And I saw Adams Family Values when Too Legit to Quit was still a song and MC Hammer helped do the credits for it. But this is well past that, right? Um, so so there's a lot out there. And so how do youth ministers decide, you know, how and when to engage in in the phenomenon kind of stuff? And from what you're telling me, this is like pop culture phenomenon that end of 22, beginning of 2023, I'm a weird oddball because I have not heard anything about Wednesday Adams, anything. It has broken the entire internet. Okay. And I, and I think like, it, it, I want to go back and talk about the show itself. Yes. Um, but I, um, but to your question about sort of pop culture pieces, I think being out of touch with pop culture in general is fine. Oh, um, thank you. I, I feel like, I feel like if you were too um, relevant, right? If you were too in the know and you were like over 20 years old, right? you start looking a little weird, right? If you are like talking about every trend, you know, all the time. Um, so I, I think that like, in general, like not being a sort of pop culture maven is is fine. Um, I do think though that it's, it's one of those things that like um, understanding, um, it's like understanding what's going on in the lives of, of students and in the lives of like yeah. teens and young adults and all that stuff that is really important and for me it's always been like what's going on with my group right right so i had a group for a while that like was super into twilight 
mm-hmm. the books. Yes, I remember. Um, these days. So I read the books. I watched movies. Like I, I did those kind of things. I enjoyed some of that, and so it wasn't like a, it wasn't a chore for me. Yeah. Um, but but I think there's like this this need to say, okay, well, what's going on in my group, and then I need to sort of be at least conversant in the little part of the pop culture world that my group is engaging with. Um, and so, but I think it's like to your own level of um, of interest, right? So if you are not into like, you know, vampires and horror movies or anything like that, uh, you know, understanding, like reading all of the books of the Twilight series, not super important, right? Sure. Now, sure knowing what it is, knowing who the characters are, knowing sort of like the basic ideas, like what is happening? Why are people right? You know, who, you know, there's these like the, at, at that time there was like Edward and I don't know the other guy. And uh, there was like, these. I can tell you were a huge fan <laughs> team one or the other. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you're either with the vampires, or the werewolves. And so, um, and, and so that, that's an important piece. Now, if, I also have had seasons where everybody in my youth group was into football. I hate football. Yeah. Um, But I would actually like log on to the internet and find on Saturday night, what happened in whatever game it was, maybe watch a clip so that I knew what was going on and could have conversations with them. So I think that like what's going on in pop culture, it's important for you to be you know, conversant with it, but not, but you don't have to be obsessed with it. Now, um, if there is something that's like Wednesday Adams and it's one of the best TV shows that's ever been made, <laughs> um, then, then yeah, go wild, watch all of it, you know, uh, make a Wednesday Adam dance parody with you, with your, we you do a Wednesday, uh, uh, series, right. Um, a youth ministry series, whatever it is, if, if that's part of what your group is into, then then go for it. Like we, um, to to kind of call back to that moment with Twilight, we had a youth retreat. We did not have a Twilight theme, right? Because uh, we were in the Southeast and Twilight was both very popular, but also sometimes problematic. So we didn't go with like a full on Twilight themed youth retreat, but we would always write these skits in the youth retreat. Okay. And so we had a bunch of students, like our drama students, come and help us. And we wrote skits. And part of the skits involved a lot of the tropes from Twilight, right? Sure. And uh, and it was really funny and really great. And it was like very much at that moment. If you read any of those scripts today, they would not make any sense to your youth group. Um, but But being able to like call on some of those things can be really helpful. And it can be a lot of fun, especially for the students that are involved. I would agree with you. And I'm going to toss a couple of things out there before you start to evangelize me on Wednesday, Adams. Right, for sure. Um, A couple of them are, by nature of being in youth ministry, like, I think that there is a level of fluency that you get exposed to that other folks that are in your same age bracket may not, right? Like, there's there's these huge segments of... um, you know, shows and and what is pop culture for people in their teens versus their 20s versus their 30s versus their 40s. And so simply by being in like great attentive relationships and connection with the youth that are part of your ministry, um, you are going to pick up some of that fluency. And I do think it's important to, you know, give 
a little bit of attention to like, like kind of like you were saying, knowing the waters that they're swimming in, right? Like what are the mm-hmm. messages? What What's the stuff that they're seeing and hearing and being uh, exposed to kind of through different shows or movies. We could talk Marvel universe because I know people have like, you know, right. just dived really, really deeply into that. And that one continues to go. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Right. But, no, it, but, it, but that it's continues so to go forever. Right. Forever, it's like, yes. Again, there's, I, there's, I love superhero movies. But I am really tired. Uh, you know, in another episode, we may have to do like a deep dive into Christianity and the Marvel Universe and For sure. how tired of stuff people get. Because <laughs> it's like I, I was good through phase one. And then after that, I got a little tired of it. And I think that there's the same thing that happens once you get past maybe some of the superficial theological stuff that we start to cover in youth ministry. Anyway, whole different episode. Um if you don't have kids that are in the age bracket that you're serving, um, this might be news to some like youth leaders, but as you kind of grow and as your kids grow, what your kids are into end up becoming the things that you're into as well, because you're maintaining the relationships with your kids, right? So if right. you do end up with a kid who's a super duper sports fan um, or, you know, finds their fandom in Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power from Amazon or uh, those kinds of things, you're going to end yeah. up doing those things because they maintain the relationship. Right. And and yeah. I think that's the piece that we I, I really want to hitch on to when we're talking youth ministry, that it, that yeah. being engaged in pop culture can be complementary to the other stuff that you're doing because it helps to maintain the relationships that are so vital and foundational for a quality youth ministry to happen, right? Yeah. Um, and, and at the same time, sure it's really yeah. important that the church is trusting you to be this the, the sort of expert in the room. And sure. so if there's anything that's super huge, you need to know about it. Yeah, that's a great um, point. Because people, parents will ask, like, well, what is this? Is this okay? And, and, it, and it is important for you to sort of, like, have that basic understanding of, like, oh, this big trend is happening. Like, Tide Pod Challenge, and you research it, and you realize, oh, that's not an actual thing. It's just a joke. Nobody's actually doing. You know what I'm saying? So those kind of things are important. Or if we're going to go back in time, Ice Bucket Challenge would be another one that was huge and everywhere for a while, right? That was so everywhere. Yeah. Um, The the last thing I want to make sure to say, and it's just to come back to the idea that this stuff is all complementary to the other things that you're doing. is that, you know, like if, if you're fortunate enough to be in a paid youth ministry position, do mm-hmm. not count watching the shows on Netflix so that you can be pop culture relevant, like towards your work hours, right? <laughs> like that's just not a good use of of the time that the church is paying you to develop youth ministry, right? Like, right. So I, I just want to make sure to you say that. You can count Googling and reading some overview articles, sure. right? Yes, for sure. Do that. Watch a couple of clips. See the dance so that you are now the last person that hasn't seen it has seen it. But like uh but you, you can't can't watch like all like 16 hours or whatever it is. Right. right? Yeah, and and count that. No, no, I was working. That this was this was you <laughs> That was that I was, was I was in my office watching Wednesday. That was <laughs> Okay, all that said, Evangelize me, the last person on earth who knows nothing about this dance trend or the show or anything. Right. Okay. First off, you've got to understand that um, that the actress that plays Wednesday Adams. Okay. um, She is like really, she's she's really crushed it. Okay. And um, and she is she's like not your. Her name is Jenna Ortega, and. 
she's taken sort of everything by storm. She is uh, not just a random white girl actress. She's really, really great. Um, so Wednesday is interesting, I think, from a youth ministry's perspective, because it plays on a really important sort of uh, aspect of, of teenage life, right? So it, you've seen it in um, all kinds of different movies. Um, uh, there's a fantastic book called Queen Bees and Wannabes that talks about the tribalism within teen culture. And Wednesday shows up to a boarding school and uh, she, and it's a boarding school for um, people that are uh, outcasts, right? Okay. But by outcasts, they're talking about werewolves, sirens, vampires, right? What all these different things. And Wednesday is not exactly any of those things. Mm, okay. Uh, all of these other people are viewed initially through this lens of like they're in these different tribes. Wednesday is not really part of one of those tribes. And, um, and so Wednesday comes into this setting and it's sort of like everybody in this school full of outcasts has a place to belong except for her. Now, her character is like, she likes to be that. She likes to be the loner. She wants to, she doesn't want people to like her. Yeah. And she's really hilarious uh, in that sense. But she comes in and there's, she is dark. She is allergic to color. It's one of the lines, like they, everybody's outfits are like uh, blue and black stripes. Hers is black and gray stripes. Mm -hmm. um, and she is met by this um, blonde werewolf who is super perky, all about the TikTok, right? And and they end up their roommates, and they form a bond, right? Of this, like they become, they actually become friends in their own very complicated and weird way, <laughs> um, even though they are polar opposites. And it's and it's really cool because everybody there is an outcast, a reject. But you see that, like, even among the outcasts and rejects, there's still the tribalism. Sure. Um, and that's and that's the way it is in real life for teenagers. Right. Yeah. Every teenager, they need to find their tribe. They need to fit in that tribe. And it doesn't matter because, like, there is an old school idea that like teens are aspiring to be in a specific tribe right in the popular kids yeah my experience and i think i would say the experience of a lot of of youth workers is that that is really not the case as much anymore mm -hmm. they want to be in their tribe and what is more important than being popular is like being well accepted and tight within your little community. Yeah. Right? And Wednesday put that on display, like in beautiful ways. Um, the other thing that I think is really interesting in Wednesday is the way that, um, the way that uh, she is, um, she is comfortable in her own skin. And that's the other thing that I think um teens are really longing for mm -hmm. it's like they're longing to be comfortable in their own skin 
to be who they are and to be okay with who they are. And Wednesday is that, right? She is weird and really different, right? She likes, she likes, she crashes funerals for fun, right? And all of the weird things that she does, um, but she's okay with it. She's very like happy about it and not happy about it. She's not happy. She's very comfortable being who she is. And I think that's great because there is a, as weird as she is. So like in some Adam's family stuff that I hate, I hate generally hate all Adam's family stuff, just for the record. (laughs) Um, The Wednesday is just kind of a weird backwards character. She's seen as like an oddball reject, whatever. Um, And in this show, it's almost like Wednesday is the person you wish you could be. Hmm. Right. You, you probably don't want to crash funerals, but you like, you're like, I wish I was that comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. Um, and I know myself that well. Um, so yeah, I think it's great. And then it's really funny because Wednesday's comfort in herself, in her own, um, who she is is very different it's like the opposite of what you expect and when she says stuff she she will say stuff that like you wish you could say so like one of the things that she says is like she's like you severely underestimate my apathy (laughs) (laughs) um and uh and she's like she's not she's She's not perfect. Um, I'm trying to, I was trying to find this, this other quote where, um, yeah, she's great. She does this costume. It's just her. And they ask her what she is. She's like, this is my costume. I'm a homicidal maniac. I'm a homicidal maniac. They look just like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so I think that, I think it's great. And, and it's like full of like, just great, great line. She falls in love and it turns out the person she falls in love with is not the person that she thinks that they are. And, um, you know, it's, it's everything that you would expect from a teen drama, but it, uh, yeah, it's great. Well, so without me knowing anything about it, let me ask right. you, uh, because we would be both pretty familiar with like the research and some of the stuff that came out of Fuller Youth Institute, Sticky Faith, um, mm-hmm. Growing Young, those kinds of things. Yep. And, and Kara Powell is all a friend of the show, Kara Powell. She friend of the show, of Kara Yeah, Powell. we should bring her back right. sooner or later. Um, but we should she, bring her back to talk about Wednesday Adams, Chris. Do you think she's seen Wednesday Adams and I'm truly the last person? <laughs> Chris, I really, I really... I really, except for people that like have actually lived like in a cave somewhere. Like I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I, I really hope that you go and talk to your spouse and say something about Wednesday Adams. And they're like, wait, you didn't see that dance. I am reasonably sure that she and I are in the same boat on this one, but I will go ask. Um, Please. However, friend of show, Kara Powell. Friend um, of the show, Kara Powell. Identity, belonging, and purpose, right? Like yes. there is a big part of the adolescent journey that that she talks about and, and that research from her and Brad Griffin and the other folks at Fuller, um, you know, have kind of dip, 
done a deep dive into to say just how important those three aspects of a teenager's life are. Um, and the interplay between them is kind of a constantly evolving thing, right? There's this real hunger yes. to figure out who you, you know, my identity is as a person. Um, if right. I've got an identity of, uh, of who I am, I've got an idea of who I am. Then I'm going to start to ask questions about where do I belong? Where do I fit? So I'm hearing that maybe in that tribal conversation. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so then purpose, like if, if you find yourself with identity and belonging, then you start to ask the purpose questions about, okay, so what am I doing that makes a difference? Um, is there an aspect to this incarnation of Wednesday Adams that has to do with purpose? Because I think I've heard identity. I think I've heard belonging. Right. Oh, Yeah. Chris, of course, of course, it's the perfect show. I've well, watched yeah, the whole. I've watched yeah. the season four times. Yes, she has the, the the whole driving sort of plot throughout the whole thing is that she has discovered this purpose. Oh, okay. Uh, she she it's basically it's, there, there's one part of it that's like like almost uh, uh, murder mystery kind of. You know, there's these things that are going. There's a police a police officer who is just a normal human, not any sort of werewolf or anything that, um, that thinks that they've got, they've got a bear on the loose or something. And, and so she is like seeing all these clues that nobody else is seeing is so she's investigating it herself and doing all of this research. And she's, she's kind of pulling us in the law and order direction, right? She's the oh, okay. Mariska Hargitay. Okay. Uh, if you will. Yeah. Good name. <laughs> um, last question and opportunity for a dad joke for me is, is this one of those, like the show has been released all at once or they only do one episode at a time and they only come out on Wednesdays. Cause if not, that is a huge missed opportunity <laughs> by whoever no, published this thing. They, they do not. It's a binge watch, right? Okay. They released, they dropped it all in. It's the only way I ever want to watch anything now. Cause like I, I love the fact that like at the end of one, I'm like, okay, I can watch the next one right now. <laughs> right. It really, it really messes things up with my sleep sometimes, but yeah, no, no, no. This, this is, <laughs> you can watch the whole arc from beginning to end and it's brilliant. And, you know, it's got a lot of like hidden, um, uh, really like really fantastic actor. The cast is amazing, right? Oh, You've got, you actually the original Wednesday, who is an adult now from the from the yeah, version show. Yeah. No, from the from the movies? <laughs> Christina Ricci. Yeah, from yeah, she's in it. And okay. um yeah, as well as the, the I just lost his name, the guy from Portlandia. He ends up he makes a little cameo and Fred, Fred hilarious. Fred Arneson is as an episode that he just knocks out of the park he shows up all of a sudden and you're like wait is that oh my gosh yes it's perfect so let it be known that because of that I, I mean i was pop culture relevant perhaps 15 to 20 years ago and i can name those <laughs> at the drop of a hat that's um, right all right it's gonna be on my to-do list um we, we all right you, you be my accountability partner in this <laughs> and i will i'm gonna ask you next week yeah have you at least seen the dance oh by the way this dance is wonderful it's awkward. It's so weird. And she choreographed it herself watching oh, YouTube videos of got kids in the nineties uh, and early two <laughs> thousands dancing. 
And it is so great because she's not a dancer and she's like, I'm a horrible dancer. I, it's, it's so weird that this is the thing. Oh, and you apparently should have led with that. Apparently, you want to watch it now. Right. And apparently the Netflix executives in the room when that was being filmed were like salivating. He's like, this is going to be a TikTok craze. It's it. We've got a hit on our hands. And it turns out they were right. She is every time they were saying that she when they were filming it, she's like, no, guys, you're so weird. This is not a thing. But it. <laughs> It's so is a thing. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> All right. Keep me accountable. I will at least you got watch it. the dance before next week. I promise. Yes. <laughs>